0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: Jay here from Stretford Paddock. This is the Tier 1 Transfer Podcast. Joining me as always is my co-host, Ronaldo Brown. Ronaldo, how are we doing? I'm doing great, mate. I'm doing all right. Doing all right. I'm good because we've got a very special guest today. We've got... Uh, An absolute tier one transfer journalist. Christoph Terra joins us. You may have seen him on the, I think he's on the Five Live European Football Show, amongst other things as well. And obviously he writes for various publications. Christoph, thanks for coming on the channel.
2: You're welcome, guys. Good to be here.
1: Just going to get into it. Um, Slavin Bilic has just been sacked by West Bromwich Albion and replaced by Sam Allardyce. So we've already seen the first Premier League managerial casualty. How much pressure do you think Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is under?
2: Every manager is always under pressure, but I don't think they will sack him that easily unless it goes badly wrong. But you, you have the thing that I have with uh, with Zidane at Real Madrid. Once a manager gets under pressure, he suddenly starts winning, and that's the thing with Oli too. Once uh, once there's media putting pressure on him, fans putting pressure on him, suddenly that team that team starts performing again. So. It's not that they're always in 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 a bad slump or something. they always seem to have like good results then a worse period, and then again good results so it it's up for them to find consistency i think and I think they will stick with him for a while because hey, until it goes badly wrong i think and it's it's difficult to uh, to find a new manager during the season too and make that change. i think top usually top managers are not. Keen to to take over a job during the season, so if they've already decided, yeah, Oli might not be on man. I think it might happen after the season rather than now, unless uh, yeah, it all explodes. But uh, seen and from what I hear, Oli's not under big pressure from the board as yet. So, uh, but yeah, as in football, things can change quickly in two weeks, so uh, we'll have to see see what happens. But I think he's not under real, real pressure.
1: No, you might right. Things, things can obviously change. Um, but what do you make of the, the job he's done
2: so far? Well, it's uh, the good thing he, he did. I think uh, United, in a way, have gone back to their identity in a way by getting some of the youngsters through, giving them chances. Like you see, uh, you saw it with, uh, yeah, Rashford was already in the team, but you see it with Greenwood, with Brendan Williams at a certain points, giving youngsters a chance. That's a good thing. But yeah, I don't see the real United that we all used to know, uh, like uh, up to... Uh, 2000 uh, 2013 under Sir Alex Ferguson. It's a very difficult job, and I don't think it's squad is as balanced as uh, as everybody wants. But I don't know if he will bring them to the next level. That's my biggest fear. Is he the man that's going to push them to the next level? Not sure. Is he tact- tactically good enough for that? Uh, I don't know. I don't work with him, but you see, sometimes I think sometimes they are a, a little bit too cautious in their game. It's not that they go out full attack. It's it's they miss they miss a sparkle in that game. In that game, and that's what people uh, under Alex Ferguson games weren't always that that good either. But you had that, yeah. Is it the winning mentality? That determination in the squad? That that hunger? To go for real good results, that's something I'm missing. But that might also be down to uh, down to uh, profiles of players that you have that the hunger and that drive is not really there. But yeah, anyway, uh, since they uh, bought uh, Bruno Fernandes, which is uh, one of the the best signings in the Premier League in the, in the in the last year, a lot has changed and they have found their flair a little bit back. But it's still not enough for me, but that's also me knowing United from ninety uh, five from, uh, from till uh, 2013, always being there and being a really, really, really strong squad. And yeah, maybe it will need more time, but I'm not sure that Oli is the right man for that. And he hasn't, he hasn't proven to me yet that he is that right man.
0: Well, if you believe that Oli isn't the right man at the moment for United, who do you feel like is the right man for United at the moment? It's it
2: com- always comes down to the to the to one name, I think. If, I, if we all know that Sir Alex Ferguson is a big fan or was a big fan of Maurizio Pochettino, I think he's a man that can push a group of young, hungry players to the next level. What he has proven before at Southampton, where he had a young squad, and then at Spurs, I think in that way he's the, the right manager. He plays the sort of football that everybody likes, but not sure if he has that cultural match with uh, with United, that uh, the DNA that Man United has to have. I don't know he if he has that clip. That the the thing with Solskjaer is that still that yeah it's. Yeah, it's because I I was young in the 90s. Probably it's still like an icon in a way, and they still have that united feeling, and that's why it's so difficult to get rid of him too, I guess, uh, because he's been he's scored one of the most important goals uh, in in history. But I think if I was in charge, if I was uh, if I was at Woodward, I would uh, I would go for Pochettino and the director of football because uh, not everything was going. Uh, Wrong at United at the moment is down to the manager is down to a lot of wrong choices that they've made over the last few years. in my eyes, United is not a football club anymore, but it's more like become like a business and business people taking football decisions and yeah that that feels in a way wrong if all those decisions were right, I would have said yeah let let them go on, but it feels like. Often there's the balance between yeah, is it commercially a good decision or is it business wise a good decision? That's not how football clubs are running away. If you look, for example, at Liverpool, where they've been they've been to bad periods too, where they had to rebuild. Now they have good people in charge who are working in the modern way with good scouting, based on uh, on 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 data too to add to the scouting. You have a manager. Who's yeah? Who's who has the DNA of the club? Who understands the fans? Who understands even the community, the city? And that's what a type of manager that Manchester United needs. I think it's one who understands everything, but he needs the structure around him to be good too. And I know that they've invested a lot in new scouts over over the last uh, few years, but what's done with that information? You don't see them buying that. Uh, Bruno Fernandes was an obvious one. Everybody knew he was good one, but you don't see them picking, for instance, like the the Andy the the Andy Robertson transfer, a guy who's who was good at Hill, had good data, and suddenly becomes a world beater at at Liverpool. That's that's the insight they are lacking, and the, I don't know if the people have a lot to say, uh, the scouts in the decisions that are made, but that's usually what goes wrong at, at football clubs is that. One, that it's too business-based. And I have the feeling with United that it's uh, it's uh, sometimes marketing United instead of, Ma- of Manchester United. That's something that has to change. But I can understand their reluctance too, to that they have to find the right people to do that, like the right director of football. But they're looking already four or five years for, for the director of football, which is quite weird. Why don't you go for somebody? There are a lot of good direct to the football round. And I think that's what they're lacking at the moment.
0: I would have to agree. But kind of looking ahead to the January transfer window, do you see United doing much business in January?
2: Uh, from what I'm hearing, there's not, it's, it's, it's really been quiet on every front in transfer window. Uh, if I'm now covered, like it's 15 years of transfers. It's really quiet everywhere. It's not only United; it's other clubs too. It's like they're still, yeah. It's it. It are uncertain times. It's still anticipate. You can't anticipate on what's what will happen in in February or March. Will we still have? Uh, will they still have uh, people in attendance? Not sure. And clubs are waiting. And um, I don't see a lot happening at United either. To be fair, um, business wise, uh, they made some. Uh, they had. Some loss. Uh, they, they're they not sure if they're going to be in Champions League uh, uh, for the next season, then. So, missing out on money now going to the Europa League, too, which means that they are missing out on at least 10 20 million from the Champions League, too. So, it all has to do with tight budgets at the moment. And as they already have a very high uh, uh, um, wage, uh, very high wages that yeah, they're reluctant to do anything. But anyway, sometimes things pop up during the window when you suddenly get an injury of an important player. They will do something, I guess. But they're not actively uh, really pushing pushing for moves. That will be something for the summer, I guess, uh, again. Do you think Solskjaer is frustrated with how
0: he's being backed
2: in transfer market? Well, if you look at the targets they had, if you miss out on... Erling Haaland, for instance, I would be very frustrated as a manager if you see him forming right now, of course. And yeah, he wanted Sancho, and yeah, he still isn't there and he won't come during the winter transfer window because that's a far too expensive and complicated one to do in, uh, in four weeks. So it will be again in the summer. So I think that he's missing some of the profiles he asked for. But I'm not sure if he's, if he's a man that's going to be very frustrated the Mourinho way, so called day that he didn't get player X or player Y. So, uh, But going for Haaland, for instance, that could have been like a key factor. And I always ask myself, why couldn't United get him? What's the reason behind it? Why didn't he go there? Is it because of what's happened over the past few years? do they th- did they think that the pressure w- would be too high for him it's it's still yeah you you not you don't expect a team with with the magnitude of united to miss out on a player like Haaland. Uh sancho i can understand that it was a very complicated deal with a club that didn't want to sell uh, at the price united wanted to give and united looking at their finances um, not wanting to give 20 or 30 million more Spending spending thirty to twenty million more on a player, but it's uh, yeah, it's 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 been a specific transfer window too, and that's been at a lot of clubs. You can't you can't compare it with Chelsea, for instance, who who had like yeah, who spent like two hundred million, but yeah, they had lot lots of uh, lots of money uh, over from from the last few years because they weren't yeah, transfer ban was a good thing for Chelsea uh, in a way, so. Yeah, it's. I don't think he's that frustrated, but I think he might have wanted a few different players that are not in his squad right now. But yeah, anyway, it's difficult for United to sell their players too because they're all on on high wages. They really have to offload them. Like, for instance, look at what happened with with Alexis Sanchez. It's like you're constantly in that uh, vicious circle of uh, of your mistakes and uh, making up for your mistakes and making mistakes again. Because of the mistakes you made before, that's the feeling I have with United uh, at the moment, uh, and I think a manager might have that frustration too, like uh, Mourinho had before. Hundred um, percent,
1: Christoph. Just looking at the Premier League this season, how open do you feel it is? Do you feel like the title race is wide open, or do you think it's still perhaps Liverpool's to lose?
2: I think I think the next few weeks will be deciding. You see that like the big teams are catching up in a way. So, but. It's 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 a it's a season I've never seen it before. It it feels like uh, we're in a long Christmas uh, period, uh, like the whole season with all the Champions League in between the League Cup. It's like constantly football, and those players don't have real rest. And I think the top clubs suffer from that. So it won't it 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 will be more open, but I think in the end. Top club's quality will, uh, will take over if, if uh, some, of the, some of the injured players come back. Um, it will be still the same teams at the top. That's Liverpool, that's Spurs, that's, uh, that's Chelsea, Man City and even United. Everybody's complaining about, about the results so far. But the gap isn't that, that huge and you can count yourself lucky nowadays that you're not Arsenal, I think, because they're in real trouble.
1: Yeah, we count ourselves lucky every day that we're not Arsenal. Um, just on the Paul Pogba situation, I mean, it looks like it's inevitable that he's going to leave. Do you see that happening in January, or is it more likely to be the summer?
2: I, I saw Mino Raiola already uh, tracking back on his quotes that it was difficult to do it in January, so I, I think it will happen in the summer. And it, yeah, you already have that feeling with Pogba already for a year. That yeah, the the the. the 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 feeling, I don't know if the feeling has always... His first season was quite okay, I think. Uh, The first season on the Mourinho was good. Then you saw what he's capable of. But I think a a player with his reputation, with his wages, he wants to win something. And I think he feels at this point that United is not ready to win anything. But he hasn't added a lot either. So it's... I think it's always best that you can get rid of him and sell him for good money and buy a a hungry player instead of of a star that's I I think they I, I'm not saying that it's it's a it's it's a mistake to to get him uh, that they bought him back because at that point he was play, he was playing maybe at Juve, played his best football it was a guy that had been there in the youth he was at that one of the most wanted players but you know they already knew what could happen with uh, with Pogba they, we all know that story what happened between Rayola and Sir Alex Ferguson and at a certain point you know that what's happening right now is going to happen it's it's simple like that it's the way Mino Raiola works when his players are not happy he will do everything to get them out and he will tell it to everybody and um they knew that when they signed him uh, if uh, yeah the the, the rumors already there for more than a year so you feel that he wants out and i always say if if a player wants out let him go uh it's not bigger than the club and definitely not with his performances. Uh, he can be brilliant. I love watching him uh, when he's in a good day, but he can be very frustrating too, definitely for, for, for some managers uh, when he's not following their instructions. So, uh, yeah, I think it will happen in the summer. It's inevitable that, that he, he will be going. Uh, it's It's a situation that otherwise, if he stays for another year, you will have those stories again, and that negative cycle uh, again. With an agent who wants to move him on, I think his contract would run down too. I think at that point, so you, you will have to sell him. Uh, you will have to sell him in the summer. Yeah, I
1: think you're right. To be honest with you, do you
0: believe with that kind of Real dynamic, would that deter United from trying to sign Haaland in the future?
2: It depends on what what they offer. I think. Uh, Rayola has always moved his players around. If if it doesn't end up in a war, they can still sign uh sign uh Rayola players. But I think Rayola always goes for players where he can yeah, it's 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 logical as an agent, if they give you the money you will take it. But you want your players in, in teams that are winning something and that's the feeling you don't have with United the last few years that they are still competing for something. They're not competing for the for the Premier League title. They're, they're not competing for the Champions League. And Rayola only has superstar players. So I think you missed out on your chance to, to sign Haaland uh, because I think the, the interest that there already is in him is from teams that are really challenging for titles. i not saying for the Champions League, but for titles. And that will play an important part in his decision. Plus, maybe... Once, When you get the opportunity to sign Haaland, maybe Solskjaer will already be gone. And then they had that connection. You would have expected they knew each other, they worked with each other, that he would have wanted to work under him if he thought it was a a brilliant manager. But he chose chose another part, less pressure. I can understand that. I can understand why he picked Dortmund at that point. Because (coughs) I've seen that with... uh, with Lukaku, for instance, when he joined United, I knew that yeah, United is like Real Madrid and Barcelona magnitude. You're in the, in, basically in a football shopping window where everybody is watching, everybody is on your back and every movement is followed. That's what Man United, Real Madrid and Barcelona are. That's just the magnitude of those clubs. And for a young player... Those circumstances are not ideal because people still expect from teams like United that they challenge for titles. They expect that every multi-million signing is immediately up to his level, uh, up to the the level of the 90 million if you pay 90 million, and it, it's really difficult to get under that pressure. And then at Dortmund, you get the time to. Uh, uh, Holland kept the time and, and also the patience from fans. There's not a lot of pressure in in Dortmund, and at early age in the career, I can understand that. And Lukaku, for instance, is now proving it and in into that he can cope with pressure. That he can cope with uh, with with uh, with leadership. But at the point at United, it didn't work out, and that had to do with pressure and not feeling appreciated either. And feeling appreciated, definitely for strikers. Is a very important thing. So, um, if Haaland hadn't scored for for five days, uh, for five games in the in the Premier League, uh, Sky Sports would be on his back. There would be loads of newspapers writing writing about it. He, he, he cost uh, so much million, but he he hasn't performed. upright. Never. I think you can't never you can't compare the pressure at Man United and Real Madrid and Barcelona with every other single club in the world you have to be up for it and you have to be you have to have strong shoulders to 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 play at united and that won't change even even when the results are not going well you still will have that pressure it's just because the club has been so successful for for the last 20 years and um, yeah people fans of liverpool were even expecting a lot of things too when they were struggling and yeah it's just needs the right manager, the right moment, the right place to get to, to 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 pull this straight. But I don't at the moment. I don't see the solution either.
1: No, well, not an easy answer.
0: Yeah. But if, as you mentioned, United don't sign anyone in the January transfer window, who do you believe United will be in the market for in the summer?
2: Well, it it it, it will depend if if the manager is still the same because if 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 they decide to change managers. The, the plans might change too but I think they will try and go back for, for Jadon Sancho, that's quite obvious if you are consistent in the market and you've really set your eyes on somebody, you go back for the, the player that you really wanted that signing that you thought a year ago would add something to your, to your team, you go again for him that's quite obvious I think I like that they said if we can't get Sancho we won't sign anybody else that's a good thing because in previous windows they would have signed somebody a similar player but who wasn't up to Sancho's level and that's a good thing but in a way I think they will go back for him but anyway a lot will depend on if all is still there what happens in, in the next few months but they were so convinced of him if you want to spend 100 million for for, for a player you are, you are uh, prepared to do it again next year and I think it will be a little bit easier to get him to if all Covid things are, are gone by the summer but that's something you can't predict of course.
1: Just this season at United which player has stood out for you the most is it Bruno Fernandes or is there anyone else that you've you've sort of seen that, that's impressed you so far for United this season?
2: Well if I if I look at 2020 nobody can have the influence that Bruno Fernandes has had on the team he's just he gave them that spark. He, he plays with a knife between his teeth. He's always goes for it. He he's there when when they need him, but he can't do it alone. But that was a good signing. I think it's a United signing. It's 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 the ones you uh, you identify with. What United? You see, he has flair, but he also has that that uh, I work my socks off for this team, and I take responsibility. For what's happening, he's uh, he's uh, he gives his opinion in the dressing room. I think his status will only grow. In a way, he's showing what Pogba had to do when he was the multi-million signing. Take that team by the hand, and uh, Bruno Fernandes does that. In my eyes, Uh, I really like him. Uh, I really like him. He's. uh, I'm not saying he will be a world. I'm. I'm not sure he's in the range of of the world's best players and not sure he will get there but he adds something to a team and that's important too like if you look at the Liverpool team for instance they have a few world beaters but they have some very important players too and Bruno Fernandes that rank of uh, of very very important players definitely if you look at football players as a team he's a team player and that's what you need a star team player that's how how I'm going to call him a star team player
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And just finally, there's been talk of Bruno Fernandes being offered a new deal and signing a new deal. Is that something you expect to happen?
2: Um, It's yeah. If you look at his performances, and if you want to anticipate on the market, I would. It's what the club will do: offer him a new deal. But you now have to be careful with what they've done before with uh, offering players new contracts. They have to make sure that they stay hungry because. That's been an issue before too, like they paid some players too much and then they lose a little bit of that. anger. I'm not sure that uh Bruno Fernandes is that type of player. He's uh, he's he's always been uh, been the one with with with, with lots of determination, wanted wanted to prove himself, but in a way, don't pay him too much if you offer him a new contract, but probably he already uh, deserves a pay rise after what he's done in in his first uh, 12 months but i think negotiations will like they always do take a while and he will only sign out summer or uh because the end of the year maybe but uh i would understand that they will offer him uh, a new deal it's 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 just a logical things of uh yeah where well, i don't know what to be fair, it's one of those where I don't know what they earn. From most players, you have an idea. But when he signed, he wouldn't have been in the in the ranks of what De is earning or what Pogba is earning. And if you look at the status in the team right now, he's above their level. So he would expect to be paid in a similar package too. So uh, that's going to be a tough one. But I hope they don't pay him too much because... Uh, if you look at the Alexis Sanchez saga, and uh, yeah, you have a few other examples of players at United. Once they've been paid too much, they lost a little bit of that hunger, and they have to keep them hungry.
1: Keep him hungry, definitely. As long as we keep him, that's all that I'm concerned about. Because, as you mentioned, he's a, a star team player. The, the good
2: thing is that in the market, that not that the big clubs, um, Real Madrid, Barcelona. That they don't have a lot of money. That's the good thing about the market. It's easier to keep top players nowadays because there's no money in the. There's not a lot of money, and the places where they want to go, like often Spain is, uh, Spain or Italy. You would say, oh, nice weather, things like that. They are not available. They don't have the money, so that's a good thing. So I think you will be able to keep him because you will you will never sell him to. uh, to a, to a rival like Liverpool or Manchester City so uh, you're quite sure that if uh, I think he will be staying it's sim- it's a simple one it's just a, a matter of uh, a matter of money that's available in the market right now
1: That's good to hear because we need Bruno don't we? 100% <laughs> 100% Christoph, it's been great chatting to you much appreciate that thanks for coming on the channel um, and you know, we look forward to, to you keeping us updated on what's happening with Manchester United and all the other European yes. leagues as well
2: Yes, I will, although I'm because then not a lot of Belgians anymore all that, you know. I'm not so close and checking every every single detail. But I used to like when I was a kid, uh I used to love English football and in the nineties the and then of course Manchester United was the big team and it's still for me one of the biggest teams. It's like the teams you grew up when when you were a kid out. I was not a fan, but I liked some of the players. I saw those memorable moments like the, the 99 final. And yeah, it's still a memory. I still can say where I was at that point, uh, what I've done after that goal, that I was happy that they beat Bayern Munich because I was not a huge fan of, of the way Bayern Munich played. So you were happy for them. So And I've always appreciated uh, Sir Alex Ferguson in a way because he's one of those managers that all, in a way he kept his position because he was always changing things and always getting inspirations for others, changing his backroom stuff, getting new ideas. I don't know if it's still possible nowadays to do what he did, but yeah, he was just brilliant in managing things and yeah. It's difficult to find a second one like him. I think maybe, maybe United will find one day a great manager like, for instance, what Klopp has done at, at Liverpool. I still find that the perfect match, but I can't say at the moment who's the perfect match as a manager with Manchester United. Even Pochettino, if I'd say Pochettino is 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 a is a great manager, he would fit, but I still don't have that thing that. I with Klopp when, when Klopp joined uh, Liverpool, you immediately knew it would work. The the chemistry between the fans, the way he uh, the the way he behaves and overacts even that works in Liverpool and that's what United need, I think, a manager that has a spark too and a connection with with the public, with the fans too. That's an important one to one who understands what the real culture is. And you would have expected that from Ollie. He knows what the culture is. But does he have all the abilities for Manchester United manager? Not sure. Maybe he might. Maybe it's going to prove me wrong. So uh, let's see. Let's see, indeed. Yeah, hopefully he will prove you wrong
1: because I love to see are they going to Salt. Shall have the success as a manager that he had as a player because you know '99 was certainly special. You you too young for that, weren't you? I was one year older. <laughs> <but for laughs> okay. Well,
2: it's just a super sub of, of of the managers. Just the one in between that brings you towards something like a super sub your super sub manager and then get he builds towards something and then you get somebody who, uh, who does the real deal that's a possibility too it is very well said yeah that is a possibility
1: hopefully we'll return to former glories Christoph, thanks a lot for joining us we have much appreciated you're welcome guys so that was Christoph Turek good chatting to him wasn't it yeah it was good he had, a, he had quite a lot
0: of opinions quite a lot of strong ones You had a lot to say I think that was quite an interesting listen
1: I know. I always good. like when you chat to people out as well, they've got a lot to say. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, he did, didn't he? Which very, is great. I was, I was it makes our intrigued. life a lot easier. I'm very intrigued by, yeah. by, a, by a lot of his opinions. Well, it always saddens me when you speaks to journalists like and they talk about how United were one of the big clubs when you were growing up. they were one of the clubs that used to win. Uh, in there, it? We're one of the ones that used to, to win Champions to. Leagues and you think, yeah, I, I remember that, but you probably don't, yeah? I, 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 I do you? You remember two thousand and eight? Of course I do. Right, good. Yeah, hopefully we'll get there one day again. Of um, well,
0: obviously, it could be worse, it could be arsenal. <laughs> awesome.
1: Yeah, exactly, as Christoph Sarah said, yeah, it could be (laughs) Arsenal. Um, This has been the Tier 1 Transfer Podcast. If you're not doing so already, check out the members section where we've got the 12 Days of Paddock. We're giving away a load of goodies. Also got some exclusive content on there as well and the chance to win a PlayStation 5. And if you're not subscribing, make sure you are subscribing to the channel because we'll have all the usual shows coming up, including the match previews, the watch-alongs and the fan cams as well. I've been Jay Motti. That's been Ronaldo Brown. This has been the Tier 1 Transfer Podcast. Thanks for watching.